0: Or hold on,
1: welcome everyone to another episode of the Empower Man podcast. It's your boy Mikey G coming to you from the free state of Florida, and I'm here with my boy, your boy, the man who is breaking Instagram records left and right, <laughs> Mr. Greg Anthony Tadora. The first, what's up, sir? How are you?
0: What's up, man? Definitely not breaking Instagram at all, but thank you for that. What's up?
1: Oh, man, what a blessing. Uh, Every day is a good day. You know, um, just being able to reach people and to impact people. The feedback we've gotten has been absolutely phenomenal. Just want to start off by saying thank you to everybody who has listened, liked and subscribed to all of our social media platforms. If there are any new listeners, which I'm sure there are, they're experiencing this for the first time. Please click like and subscribe and leave a comment. Greg and I will get back to you like we have been doing over the past month or so, Greggy T. Um, Also want to give a shout out to our first responders, our EMTs, our cops, our firemen and women. Thank you so much for what you do, keeping our
0: community safe. And as always, shout out to the military, all the armed forces representing America. Keep your shit up.
1: Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, Greggy T, we're going to tackle a really tough topic tonight. And it's funny because when I was working for a company, this topic was preached from the top down and it's called accountability. And there have been so many books, self-help or corporate books written by successful leaders about why accountability is a good thing. You know, one book that stood out to me was called The Oz Principle. And I read that many, many years ago. And it was always about like taking accountability, but also working above, like don't play the blame game, which we're going to get into in a little bit, but always looking for the solution instead of settling for complacency. We talked about this last week and the week prior about complacency and how it's almost commonplace in today's society. Two things that Greg and I will always talk about. In our podcast, or our car, or our our core values, and taking inventory of oneself, those things are going to be redundant throughout our episodes. So, guys, if you forget last week, we're going to remind you this week. Your core values and taking inventory of yourself are going to pretty much bleed into every part of your
0: life. Would you say so, Greg? It stays with you. It's a common thread in every theme and every category of your life, always throughout your whole lifetime, they'll always be there.
1: Yeah, and you know, what we're seeing now is a lack of accountability in the world. You know, it doesn't matter who you voted for. It doesn't matter what your ideologies are. It's pretty safe to say that we're kind of facing some challenging times than we were three, even four years ago. Would you say that, Greg?
0: Absolutely right.
1: And it seems like... No one's really taking accountability for things in the world. Is that pretty safe to say too,
0: Greg? Everything, in my opinion, especially how you and I grew up, is is upside down. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, I'm, I'm probably getting a lot of heat for this. I don't give a shit what's going on in any other country right now. I care about what's going on here at home first with all of us. And I I don't know what I'm seeing every day. Another thing just blows my mind blatant, blatantly obvious shit is just like brushed under the rug and no one wants to talk about it. And the, you said it, the accountability on every level in every area is completely just non-existent anymore. It was literally, you nailed it. It was literally preached to us from when we were in schools, little kids, our families, our jobs. It was like the number one thing. And it's literally not even on the list anymore.
1: It's crazy to think that because I was always taught as a young man to take ownership, take accountability. Those are buzzwords that people like to use ownership, yeah. take in, you know, take accountability and I feel like no one's taking ownership in the world, whether <clears throat> it's here and even abroad, it's always passing the buck, the blame game as some uh, experts have labeled it in the past. And as men Change starts with us. We need to start taking accountability. You, me, we're accountable to each other in our business endeavors. I'm accountable to my clients. You're accountable to your company. And you always say this. People want to be led. Leadership. Leadership starts with accountability. I don't know any good leaders out there that don't take accountability for things. Wouldn't you say so, Greg?
0: Um, Good leaders, correct. But I know a ton of leaders that don't even want to touch accountability and it bleeds throughout the company corporation. And it's, it all starts on the top and they wonder why things aren't going well. Well, if you just looked in the mirror every day, you would see why things aren't going in the direction that you're going in.
1: Agreed. And to reference back, what I said earlier, change starts with you and I, it starts with one person. And hopefully it permeates throughout society. So we want to have a really good conversation today about accountability. Accountability at work, accountability at home with your wife and family, accountability with your friends, accountability with your businesses. We're going to tackle a whole wide range of issues where accountability is important for us to understand and implement throughout our daily lives. But I think we should first really define accountability. Greg, when I say accountability to
0: you, what does that mean to you? It, it means taking ownership of yourself, your actions, your reactions, how you take it on yourself. And at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. So I think to me, accountability is just that. Now You were
1: telling me earlier before we came on air about a great example <clears throat> about accountability. And if you could share that with our viewers and listeners out there, I think this is a great example of
0: accountability and personal ownership. So in my real estate world, my 9 to 5 job, the I I I'm in charge of a lot of agents. I have a big office. We do a lot of a lot of transactions, a lot of business. And there was an agent, there is an agent that two years in the business, first year didn't really do anything. It was before I got there. And then when I got there, they wanted to quit. And they sat down with me and they're like, Greg, I don't think this is for me, blah, 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 blah. And I listened and I understood what they were saying. And I, they come from the retail world. They come from a very structured nine to five clock in at a certain time, break, lunch, break, home, clock out, you're done. Not hating on that at all. We've all had jobs like that. And. That is a certain mindset and that's a certain accountability, but I think that's, it's not the true self accountability. It's like I said before, when you're in high school or elementary school, you have to go to school and and people take you there and you go to your classes. When you go to college, it's on you to go to class, get your ass up, go to class, or you just don't go to class. Same type of thing. So got their mind on track, set up multiple business plans for the year, broken down by quarter, broken down by month, and then weekly, daily tasks to do, total assignment, because everyone knows in real estate, you are on your own. There is no nine to five. There's absolutely no structure, except the structure that you make yourself. All the successful agents have a system. Are their systems the same? No but they have systems. Systems work. Now you have to make your system and you have to execute. So put a lot of time in all this stuff. And in real estate, I know this is long-winded. No, It's not instant business gratification. It is, you got to put a lot of time in to make absolutely no money, unless you're either born into it or whatever. We won't talk about that. You have to put a lot of time and some people don't do their first deal for eight months, nine months, a year into the business. There's no money coming in, but you still have to do the work every single day to get it. And most people quit or leave the business right before they take off. All the signs are there and they just fizzle out because they just can't take it anymore. This is kind of that situation. They got on the plan started doing everything that we implemented in the business plan and guess what. A rental deal here a deal there, hosting open houses started doing mailers started getting known where they live as the agent that lives there all great progress. But in this person's mind it wasn't instant instant Okay, I need to I didn't get a closing this year or this month I didn't do this I didn't do that. hang tight stick to the plan, plan or work. Four months, five months, six months, another little deal here, nothing major, but so what? It's a deal. All positive, all going in the right direction. During this course of time would literally come to me almost every day. Negative. What am I doing wrong? This person over here is doing great. They're new to the business. They're killing it. And what do we always say it's okay to come it's okay to compare at a, at a certain level but don't get infatuated with what they're doing everyone's different but if you want to use them as an example they're working their system every day they don't stop no matter what they're not coming up with excuses their mindset is set they're not negative they're not doing what you're doing every day where you're just debbie downer because you didn't get that instant gratification which i think is another thing that leads to the world, not being accountable. Everyone wants something right away with doing no effort or no work. It just doesn't work like that. So then long story short comes to me the other day, got a part-time job. So you're not going to see me a lot in the office. I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, good luck. You're like what, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, the odds are in this business, real professionals, do it full-time. There's very rarely a successful part-time agent that kills it. That's a leader in the industry or the office. It doesn't happen. So I think that they're done and they're going to fade away. So now they work. Now they're going to miss meetings. They're going to miss workshops. They're going to miss continuing education with the company. So you see how it just goes down real fast. However, drop the comment, I just need to be held accountable. And I I was like, what? That's what we were doing this whole time and all the other agents were on board helping her. Everything was great. No, I just, I I wake up too late to get here and I just, uh, you know, too much time was wasted. Yeah, accountability right there, right in front of you. Doesn't want to have that conversation and you know what? You either have the mindset to do this business or you don't. Clearly, you don't. This is a self-starter business. you got to hustle every day. There's no off time. You Somebody like that is great for a nine to five where they just punch in, have your coffee, have your lunch, have a break, go home. There's your accountability, not hating. But this world in real estate is definitely not for you. They But no one wants to have that accountability conversation because it makes them feel uncomfortable, because it makes them confront the actual problem or problems, which 99% of the time is them. And no one wants to have that conversation. And then when I do have that conversation with them, they get mad at me.
1: Right. It's like they're passing the buck on to you, using you as the punching bag or the landing spot for the excuses to fall so that they can take the easy way out and a couple of things that you said really stood out I think one way to hold ourselves accountable is to create a system whether it's in business whether it's the budgets you and I talk about budgeting a lot in our relationship mm-hmm. with money and trying to you know stick to that so we can get to our, our personal goals um, systems create a accountability, but also, too, where there's a lack of accountability, as this agent clearly demonstrated, one thing you always talk about is being the victim and the victim mentality. So it's safe to say, Greg, if you agree, having a lack of accountability can lead to that self-victimization, which can lead you into that fixed mindset. That they absolutely go hand in
0: hand, hand in hand. And you know what? People are sick and tired of hearing this I'm a victim. Poor me. Poor me. Look at me. How come I'm not doing this? How come I'm not getting deals? How come they're getting deals? No one wants to hear that shit after a while, because I've heard this before, and this lands totally true with me. That victim mentality is you just labeled yourself that amongst your colleagues and and spread out amongst your community. So now people are going to identify you as that. And guess what? That's another thing that's not good for business. And it's uh, it, it's not good. It's not good. No one wants, as as weird as the world is nowadays, nobody wants to hear that shit.
1: Where do you think the problem starts? Like, where does the problem start in regards to having that mindset of, like this agent talked about, oh, it, I get up so late, which is uh, um, a, a pro, uh, projection of her lack of self-accountability yes. if she can't get to her yeah. job on time. Uh-huh. Where do you think the problem starts with people not taking accountability?
0: It well, it starts in their head, but I also think it's who they're around, who they talk to, who they spend a lot of time with, because birds of a feather, you know, we've all heard that one before. It's one of your classic lines, man. Yeah, I think <clears throat> if it, it all starts with that person, their mindset is not in the right place. A lot of people, we'll talk about real estate since this is what this topic or this example was about, people see these shows on TV, it's complete bullshit. The properties are real or whatever, but that's not how the day-to-day is in the business. It's just not. And a lot of people have all these false expectations of what they think the job is. I just had this conversation the other day with a top producing agent in my office, and he he made me think... When you ask 10 people in real estate, why'd you get into real estate? A lot of them say, oh, because I like houses or this or that. And most say, because I want to work for myself. I don't want to work for anybody. Okay, I get that. No problem. But that comes with a certain mindset where you are your own boss, correct? But now that you're the boss, you're the owner, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the janitor, you're everything now. No one's doing anything for you. You have to do it yourself. So when they think they're going to get into real estate, because it's easy, and I don't have to punch in every day or, or, you know, like what I just said, it's actually more work than the normal job. Because when they go to their nine to five, you're you have set tasks at set times everything is laid out for you in, in some way shape or form in real estate it's completely chaos it's you got to organize it yourself you got to do everything yourself so i think people have the, the the wrong mindset going in to at what their expectations are and i think that's what happened with this particular agent and what's frustrating to me i've seen it a million times but What's frustrating? She was just getting going and getting good and getting momentum. And most people stop before they make it. It's a tragedy. But so she sabotaged her own success. essentially. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. So accountability is a great
1: thing for us to practice and having those systems to kind of prevent us from sabotaging our success. Is that pretty
0: safe to say, Greg? Yeah. And take it in any category. Like you were saying before, this is, this happens to be work. You can take this into relationships, family, friends, anything, finances.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned a great word, environment, and I was going to get to that, and I was going to harp upon that, and I was so glad that you brought that up, because our environment is going to dictate a lot of how we respond and interact, and we talked about relationships on one of our last episodes there. Um, You know, you see accountability in sports, right? I'm a big Knicks fan. I'm I'm out in public now promoting my Knicks fandom mm. because they've been so horrible for so long. Uh, you, you and I, I mean, I like Michael Jordan. You <laughs> like Scottie Pippen back in the day. I love Used Jordan. to like I, him. Not anymore. I, you still, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, thing, things change over time. Yeah. And, you know, the last dance, which I've watched probably 20 times. Awesome. Because Jordan's such a great example of a mindset that I've never seen before. And I wear all Jordan stuff because I just love the guy. I love his mindset. I love mm-hmm. this guy is just a pure. I mean, he's an animal. And if you really yeah. look at, like, he's an animal. But I, I, appreciate that, and I respect that so much. And we look for accountability examples, right? We talk about, we'll talk about accountability. Part Kobe was like that. Kobe was the closest Kobe to held Jordan the we'll
0: entire team completely accountable for everything they did. He had it too. Yeah.
1: And I went to the Knicks Heat game down here, uh, game four. And after the press conference, I believe it was either one of these press conferences, Jalen Brunson, who's the point guard for the Knicks, took it on him. He said, I got to play better. I got to do this better. I got to do that better. And it was refreshing to hear a professional athlete who makes hundreds of millions of dollars come out and say that.
0: In this day and age.
1: In this day and age. In our era, and I just mentioned Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time. Larry Bird. I grew up on all these guys, Barkley, Patrick Ewing. That was our era. And those guys were tough, man. And they just took it on the chin. Derek Jeter, the same way, took it upon himself. So sports is a great example of a way to take accountability. Uh, If you're on a team, sports, politics, and kind of your job, Everything kind of bleeds together, which is why this conversation is so transparent, because Greg's example about accountability can lead into team sports, because at your office, you guys are kind of like a
0: team, correct? We are a team. I like to think of it as that. I always, every single email that I send to the roster, good morning team, good evening team, good afternoon, it's always team, and it's always in capitals.
1: And nomenclature plays a big role in accountability. And, you know, a great leader, well, I'll call it out. I see, being a wrestling fan, a lot of wrestlers have come out and talked about Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon has been in the news for the last year or so for both the good and the bad. But there's a common thread that people talk about. And Vince always does something. He would never ask anybody to do something he wouldn't do himself. And that's a great example of of leadership, and even even yep. though it's sports entertainment, professional wrestling, well, his company sold for over a billion dollars to
0: Absolutely. So yep. there's an example of taking Great example.
1: and doing it. I'm a big Yankee fan. George Steinbrenner, the guy took the Yankees and made it the most iconic brand in sports. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I look at sports as a parallel to kind of real life. You look at professional wrestling and the theatrics and the drama of it. Well, you're seeing that in the political world. So everything kind of bleeds in and in, in, in kind of morphs anything, but our environment and what we expose ourselves to is going to really dictate how we exercise our accountability when it comes to certain things. You, we talked about this earlier in the world today. I don't watch the news anymore, but you see there's a lack of accountability from our leaders on both sides. It's safe to say both sides. Everyone is culpable in this, Greg. Is that pretty safe to say?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So if you're looking to your leaders, the leader of the free world, the people that work underneath him, the people in our legislative branches that keep passing the buck, they're blaming Putin. They're blaming Trump. They're blaming the climate. They're probably all culpable in some way. I'm not saying one is right or one is different because people are listening to this that are going to have differing political views. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. Differentiation is what made this country great. But no one's taking accountability. I got to do better. I got to get rid of the recession. I remember you and I, I, I can remember working for a company. I wouldn't leave my job until my deadline
0: was met. You want to make more money? You got to do better. How do you do better? Be more accountable to the things that make you better at your job so you can get more money. It just, it sounds so simple, but no one wants to do it. where did we go do
1: wrong? It. That's where I try to sit and fathom. Where did we go wrong? Because the American
0: dream. That's a loaded freaking question, Mike.
1: It. it it, well, I, I've got a uh, diet ginger ale from Publix uh, ready to fire up here, sir. I have my
0: energy drink, so I'll be up for 58 days. Um, <laughs> this th- That's a gigantic question, and hey. we can, you know, there's so many different things to talk about on that. Where did we go wrong? It, it, I don't know. I just think we spoke about this before. It all starts at home. So that's one phase of the problem. Phase one, the home is different nowadays, and – People aren't raising their kids like they used to, and now you add on to that social media, which is a whole other category, and then you add on the elected officials, and once you can't complain when someone's in, if that's who you voted for, and that's that's a gigantic problem in itself because that'll bleed down to you know federal state local level it's just it's a gigantic clusterfuck in my opinion and it's it's rare to see people doing the right thing and it's sad to see where we are now as a country and as americans and as men that's a whole other thing in itself I don't think men take accountability for being a man and I think they should and like you said some there are people with that are sent, saying good messages out there and I truly think there are more where that came from and I think those we're starting to hear more of that thank god it's just people are still afraid to get canceled or to lose their job or to that's the big carrot they are waving in front of people's faces is money and you lose your job. You have a family. Now you're fucked or you, you started a business, you're doing great and someone cancels you or, or, you know, you say the wrong thing and then you have like people outside protesting your business. It's horrible. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Meanwhile, these protesters don't even work themselves. So it's very strange to me. But I think there are more and more people speaking up, which is good. The pendulum needs to violently swing back, in my opinion. And I think one day it will happen. I don't think we're there yet. But I think there are more and more people that are willing to speak their mind without the fear of people, you know, and the backlash and and the financial potential downfall of them.
1: Yeah, and you made a great point, Greg, about money. And the Bible talks about serving two masters, right? God and money. And what you're seeing is, well, to go back to the Bible, you're going to love one and hate the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. And you're seeing that with the way they've taken God out of the nomenclature of our country. You know, when I first moved to Florida, I chose to have in God we trust my license plate. I could have had the sunshine state or Palm beach County or whatever. I
0: had the Panther.
1: You had the Panther too. I've seen some of the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you're seeing that now where people that are devoted to money despise God. When people that love money and the financial reward, they tend to hate God and people like myself and other people that Have discovered a different path and trying to follow the teachings of Jesus and other things. Um, You know, you can get canceled, like you said, or Mm -hmm. as some of the early biblical scholars were persecuted for their beliefs. And you're seeing a lot of that. People are being persecuted for their First Amendment privilege to express themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that to me doesn't show any tolerance on any level. And no one's taking accountability for that saying, Hey, you know what, Greg, you have the right to say that as an American, cause that's your first amendment privilege. Or you know what, if there's a, someone on the left that feels something that's okay, Yeah. but there's no accountability and accountability starts at the top and our environment and what's going around, on around us can't filter saying, Oh, you know what, Greg, it, I'm not going to do an episode this week. I'm not feeling good. Or, oh, uh, you know, like, I don't know, Greg, I'm not going to like your, like your real estate example was a perfect example of, you know, not having that personal accountability. But yeah. um, why even take accountability for it? like, why, why are you and I, and I'm sure there are millions of men around our age, all around the world that were raised with that. It's on me. I take ownership. I take accountability. Why is that a good thing when no one else is doing it?
0: Just my opinion. I don't I don't give a shit what other people are doing. My my parents and their parents taught them this. I agree with it. And I think it's the right thing to do. And I think good things come from it. I want to pass it down to my daughters. So I'm not going to change just because other people aren't doing it. I don't I don't live my life for other people. And, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shout out right now. I listen a lot to Sean Whalen, a big fan of what he has to say. And he's one of the people that are, have the voice. He's not afraid of being canceled. If you don't like, listen, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Just to use this as an example, if you don't like it, go watch another one. I don't care if you don't like what I say, what Mike says, just change channel. It's all good. There's plenty of flavors for everybody. But what I like with his message is, he's all about the free man. And I know you'll like this. He has has multiple companies and investments and all that. And he lives the life with his wife and kids that he wants to no matter what. He says whatever the fuck he wants. I respect that. And I wish more people would do that. Now, add in what I was saying before about community and who you're hanging out with. Well, guess what? The people he hangs out with, same thing. And I think that can grow through time organically and spread. And then I'll call it his community here. Well, there's another guy down there doing the same thing. And eventually their reach blends. and Now you have a huge pool of people that think the same way. I think that is what's happening slowly here in this country which that gives me hope for the future.
1: Yeah, and we'll pray that that continues to happen. Yeah. Um and you know, no matter who's listening to this that has different beliefs from us, I want our leaders to be successful. I don't wish yeah. them anything bad. They're our elected officials and I ultimately pray for their success because if they're successful, we're going to be successful and this nation's going to be successful. And that's one thing that's missing with accountability is unifying everyone together. Hey, if Greg takes accountability, I'm going to rally around Greg Mm -hmm. because there's a guy that is taking leadership. I'm going to follow his lead. Yeah. And imagine if our elected officials said, this is on me. I got to get this right. I failed the American people or I failed this person or I failed that person. Wouldn't that be great? Because then I could rally around like, all right, man. This leader, they got it under control or I like what I'm hearing. Let's get behind it. Let's show him our support. But there's such a divisive, um, there's such a divisive uh, potion or quotient in this country.
0: But that was created. That was created purposely because division is great for them. It's great. So they did a good job dividing us when we didn't need to have that. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. And, you know, your parents raised you that way. My parents raised me that way to take accountability, take ownership of your actions. Don't run from anything. No. Meet it head on, no matter If you make a
0: mistake, so what? Just learn from it and don't do it again. It's actually a good thing.
1: And also, too, when we talk about our parents, you know, the fears, like I I have a lot of fears and I was afraid of always getting punished. I was always afraid of of repercussions. I was afraid of letting people down. I was afraid of of, of people not liking me if I did something wrong. Uh, But like you said, after a while, you, when you start living your life for yourself and you say, Hey, you know what, man, this is one's on me. You know, I usually, the nomenclature means everything. When I mess up, I always start with please forgive me because it's, it comes from a place of love and it comes from Mm -hmm. a place of, you know, uh, of warmth and not from hostility.
0: You just made me think of something So <clears throat> about the accountability and where people's heads are at nowadays with all this shit that's going on. So this whole transgender in, in sports I'm talking about specifically. So the Riley Gaines, I give her a lot of credit and I'm, and I'm all for her on this. I don't think men should compete in women's, we'll call it swimming we'll stick with that. Men shouldn't compete in women's swimming, period. I was a swimmer. I grew up swimming. I have a very, one of my, probably my oldest friend. I've known her since we were four. That's a long time. Olympic athlete, Olympic gold medalist, blah, blah, blah. Business owner, everything. When this whole thing came out, her phone was ringing and they wanted what her take was her side her quote she wanted they wanted something a comment and she kept quiet in the beginning and i understood why to a degree it's what we were just talking about because god forbid she actually says how she feels they might come after her and her business which is successful and the reputation and where she lives. And now your community turns on you. So that's what's become this country, which I think is absolutely insane to me. And I know how they feel. And and I have all my swimming friends feel the same way. And some will say it and some won't because of their jobs. And that's that dangling the carrot, they don't want they can't lose their jobs, which I understand. Because they have a family, they have bills, they have this and that. Those people with the agenda know that, and that's why they're getting away with it. But I think more and more people are coming together and saying what they feel is wrong, and they're going for it. And I support what Riley Gaines' message is. And, And you know what? She was a collegiate swimmer, successful. Her whole life has changed now because of this. Her whole trajectory. I'm sure if you talked to her a year ago, this wasn't even a thought in her mind. She, she's in college. She's studying for something. She probably has a whole path planned. Well, guess what? Boom. This happens hard left. And you know what? She's taking it like a champ and going for it and being the voice that needs to be heard and she's doing it. And that's accountability and I have nothing but respect for that.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've watched it from afar but I don't really know the intricate details of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is I follow great- it
0: because I I grew up swimming so it's it's very close to me and it, it's home and I and I know a lot of female swimmers and they're just like what the fuck is this shit? Right. And I have two daughters. I don't want that happening to them. That's that's no, not happening.
1: Let let's take a let's take a, a deeper dive into that. Accountability at home. Right. right. How do you teach your daughters to take <clears throat> accountability
0: when they do something wrong? They're so young right now, three and a half and one and a half. It's all conversation right now. So it's it's lead by example as best you can with your partner, my wife. And if they, you know, make a mistake or screw up or do something, whatever it is it's just a soft conversation at that age that's what we do and say hey listen this is this is the result of that and we don't you know how did that how does that make you feel and how would it make you feel if you were the other kid or if you didn't share properly or whatever and it's the soft intro to it You back the soft intro up with examples when my wife and I are talking or when we're doing something and they're picking up on everything. So please, thank you. Look somebody in the eye. Respect. Someone asks you a question, you answer it. Things like that. So when they see it naturally with adults, then it'll bleed onto them, which is good. And then let's just say if somebody says something to my daughter, like, oh, I I like your outfit today and she just gives them a dirty look. That's when the soft conversation like, hey, listen, Bubba, remember, if somebody compliments you or, you know, or says something, we always say thank you. Look them in the eye and say thank you. And then eventually it just corrects itself. So that's, I think, how we're doing it now.
1: And those are great examples, Greg, because. My church has an initiative about getting there first. What it means getting there first, getting to our children. And you point yeah. out a great example of teaching your children at three and one and a half, having those soft conversations, planting those seeds of how to take accountability for your actions. And yeah. I know it's this is going to be a tough one as a man. How do you and your wife use accountability for each other? Uh, they've got to be tough conversations. I know a lot of guys out there probably have them and it probably goes South really quick, but what tips do you have or, or the the wisdom that you've accumulated over the years where those conversations that go South can kind of stay on the straight and narrow and in, in you being accountable to your wife and saying, Hey, honey, it was on me or her saying that to you. Hey babe, it's my fault. I'm sorry. My bad. How does that work in a marriage or does it work?
0: <laughs> it works when yeah. it works and it doesn't work when it doesn't. It's very hard. And I've learned it through a million mistakes that I made, learning from them and growing from them and trying not to repeat them again and again. A lot, this is goes into our ego, which we always talk about, you know, guys ego. Oh, you know, I have to have the last word or I want to be right or You, I'm a very stubborn person and I'm very black and white. That's it. That's how I am. That's just my wiring. She's not so much black and white. She's sometimes gray, which I'm not saying that's wrong or right, but that's not my black and white. So you can see where that can Mm -hmm. create things. Mm -hmm. Just through the mistakes, communication will be the solution long term for that. Keep communicating. If you said something, it didn't land well with them, they're going to let you know, vice versa, if they said something you didn't like and but it's to have a conversation. Now it's not easy all the time because certain topics get people heated. You have to have an open mind with these conversations. And you have to have ground rules. No distractions. I'm free to say what I say without interruption. You're free to say without your interruption. And let's try to come to a solution. Nine times out of 10, you can come to a solution with open, honest, completely radical transparency. But maybe there's a, you know, a one-off where you guys just can't agree, that's fine. Let's agree to disagree and let's move on. Because is it really worth it at the end of the day? When I was younger, yeah, it was worth it to me because I was stubborn and dumb and <laughs> you know, young and yeah, I'll, I'll just take this. I'll hold a grudge for fucking two weeks. I don't give a shit. It's just not the right way to do it, especially when you have a family. Your kids will see that it's not good. You got to have open, complete transparency to the point where you might say something that's fucked up and they don't like and vice versa. But that's how you guys grow together.
1: And it's got to come from a good place. These conversations they can't come a place of hostility or anger. which we've
0: all done. I'm horribly guilty of that. And that's where that's one of the examples, like I said, where I, I try to learn from my mistakes and not, you know, I'm not going to have a conversation starting off at a 10 of yeah, anger. Right, you right. got to calm down. And when when you guys are calm, cool and collected, then try it. And if it doesn't work, step away and then try it again.
1: And, and I have it on my vision board or my dry erase board. Be relentless. That's one thing I look at every morning when I, I wake like that. up. Be relentless. Do not let anything get in your way. Do not let the current environment uh, that's out yep. there derail you from your goals, your dreams, your visions. And that's what the Empower Man podcast and the yep. Empower Man community is, is all about. It's creating that safe space. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter where you come from empower man is meant for everybody it is a a community where we can learn from each other both differences and similarities we can grow together but more importantly we can all be better and accountability at the end of the day leads to greater success not only for your team whether it's your work your family as a team but also for yourself. It's a personal success of taking accountability. There's a certain level of achievement to say, you know what? I messed up, but I'm going to learn and grow from it. And we can use sports. We can use politics. We can have examples of leaders. There are mm-hmm. so many great examples of great leaders. And we've, I use Michael Jordan. Cause that guy is just, I mean, that guy is something that we'll never see in our lifetime. Again, you know, you used, you know the guy you're follow, Sean. What was his? Le- I'm sorry. What was his last name? Sean Whalen. Sean Whalen. Yep. And guys, we gotta find someone that we admire and we respect, and use them as a template. Use them as something to aspire to, because the more we take accountability, the more we'll be able to make change. And especially when we talk about it at home. Oh my i have a career my wife has a career and the nanny's raising the kids is it the nanny's fault for not instilling values in your children or is it the people that created that children is it the responsibility that god gave you right to yep. you know with your daughters like god knew them before they were formed in your wife's womb he knows every hair on their head on my head your head or listeners heads and your core beliefs and your core values are going to dictate how you take accountability. So guys, take inventory, know yourself, and that will lead to positive accountability and that will lead to change.
0: Every successful person on the planet right now takes accountability in one way, shape, or form. They take accountability. All the I don't listen to too many people. Probably count them on both my hands. They are very successful, but they're also brutally honest and they've had their ups and downs and they took a long time to build their empires and their legacies and to make the money that they made and to have the lifestyle that they want. And they just, and you know, what's ironic. A lot of them know each other and they're cool with each other. And that's what I'm saying. These communities can come together and, and grow massively just on accountability. It's okay to mess up. There's nothing wrong with that. Forget the embarrassment. Get the embarrassment shit out of your head. Like, oh, who cares what other people think? That's that's another thing. I truly don't care. You know, if I look like an idiot, so what? At least I tried.
1: And, and you know, people always ask me how I'm doing. I say, if I get out of bed in the morning, it's a great day. Yeah. And And, you know, like you just said, if I do something and I fail, so what? At least I tried. Yeah. Guys, we talked about this before, and I'm going to put my bow on it with this ending quote. You never know if you can hit a fastball if you don't get in the batter's box. Go for it. Yeah. And and this was an awesome conversation, Greg. And we saw how accountability takes us in all different types of directions from work everywhere to politics to sports to your yep. relationship with your wife and kids mm-hmm. and even just for your own personal actions i know yep. the poor choices that i made in my life i took accountability for and i learned yep. from it and i was, yep. but i also know that you know for me personally not for you or you know i mean you or for anybody else that you know um someone died on the cross to forgive me so that i could have made the mistakes i made it's called being human and greg said so what you try you fail like you know we are human. We are imperfect beings, but if we at least try, you never know what can happen. But it starts with accountability. And Greg's example of the real estate agent who sabotaged her own success—she didn't even give herself a chance.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Greggy T, for all the listeners out there, new and the people that have been following us from the inception of Empower Man, where can they find us? DM us for any comments or suggestions
0: all platforms. Um, Instagram, DM us. It's Mike and I. I always say this. We read them. We're getting a lot of requests. Uh, Thank you, everybody. We have a whole bunch of topics we got to cover. And if you haven't already, like Mike said, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, leave us a comment, even if it's one word like cool. What's up, guys? It really helps the algorithm push us farther and farther. We're trying to build a positive community of people and so far so good. So I just want to say thank you and take care of yourself and each other.
1: Yeah. And I want to thank also the women out there that are listening too, because we've gotten a lot of great feedback from women uh, about, especially the one about the relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was you know an eye opener to me because a lot of women out there didn't really know how to be treated and had no idea about little chivalrous things that we talked about in the, in the uh, previous episode about relationships. And uh, I want to thank the ladies out there for being receptive uh, to our message and the men that share that with their partners and their friends. And I'm really excited about our future. We have so many great things down the pike, so many positive, good things that we can really sink our teeth into and really grow as a community, as Greg said, but, also as a global presence of of being a a positive force for not only our country, but for our kids and for others to follow.
0: Well said. Be the voice that you want to be, not somebody else. If you want to make a change, make it yourself. There are others that will stand by you. Don't be idle. Don't settle. All right, this country needs it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we need it as a society, both men, women, our children, our yes. families. We need positive messaging and we need to learn as important as our train our bodies. We got to train our minds just the same way every day. And, and and don't let anybody put out your fire. You said that a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah. No one be puts that, out your fire. Right? Nobody,
1: you know, and that goes back to the Bible where it talks about a light on a hill cannot be hidden. You can't hide that light. When that light shines through, there are so many forces and different distractions that are going to try to put that fire out or to dim that light, but let your personal light shine through. And on that note, I am going to sign off from the very, very free state of Florida. I'm actually going to be live on location next week in the beautiful town of Stamford, Connecticut to see my boy and his family. Mr. Right. Greg Tedora. So I look forward to seeing you and the kids. Can't and, wait to have you. Can't uh, wait. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get some pizza, right?
0: Yeah, maybe, you know, <laughs> absolutely.
1: I mean, we're not going to work out though. No, <laughs> not that day. <laughs> That's our off day. <laughs> it's our cheat day. It's our, cheat. right, right, right. Guys. Thank you so much, guys and girls. Thank you so much. We look forward to uh, bringing you more great content. God bless you all. And we will see you soon.
0: Thank you, everybody. Well said, Mike. And uh, we'll see you next week on another episode, America First.